Welcome back to the No Tracers podcast. My name is Kay, just the letter K, and I'm your host here on this podcast all about urban exploring. This is a guest-based podcast, so every single Friday I have a new episode come out with a different guest that is in the urban exploration community. The first nine or ten episodes I just did solo by myself, and I give you guys tips and tricks for exploring, um, what gear you should bring, and how to find these places that we explore, how to connect with people in the community, all that kind of stuff. So if you guys missed out on those episodes, please go back after this episode and listen to those episodes. But this week on the podcast, I am speaking with a fellow urban explorer named Exit Hands. Yes, this guy is absolutely amazing. His photography is super sick, and I wanted to have him on to talk about you know, what he does as an urban explorer, some of his experiences, and we definitely get to talking about some ghost ghosty things in this episode. So if you guys are into paranormal stuff, this is definitely a really cool episode. But before we get into it, I got to let you know, I have a book out called No Tracers, An Urban Explorer's Diary. It is full of my photos and stories from exploring places all over the United States, a place in Canada, a place in Portugal, actually, and uh, various other places. So if you guys want to get a copy of that, you can head to notracers.com. And on that website, you will also see blog posts from my exploration. So if you want to dive deeper into the stuff that I do, you can definitely do that. And lastly, last little bit of housekeeping. If you like this episode at any point in time, please leave a rating and some feedback. If you do that, I will send you a signed photo print from an abandoned place I have explored. All you got to do is take a screenshot of your feedback and send it to me on Instagram at no.tracers and I will send you a photo print. All right, guys, let's jump into this episode. Exit Hands, can you please introduce yourself and what it is you do to the No Tracers audience? My name's Exit Hands, uh, located in Denver, originally from New York. Um, just a uh, kind of all-around photographer, but have always kind of had my roots uh, kind of stationed in the uh, Urbex community. So tell me what got you into exploring in the first place. What made you catch the bug? <sighs> um, <laughs> that's almost a loaded question. Uh very much like when I was younger and stuff, I was just kind of like almost just intrigued. I feel like a lot of other photographers have kind of that same, it kind of draws you in a little bit. Um, but I mean, from just little trips of seeing, you know, abandoned houses and all that stuff. And then it started kind of adapting into one of my friends, um, Mike Gleason. He uh, kind of stopped shooting. He's still doing a little bit of stuff here and there, but uh he got me into this one spot that was uh, an old sanatorium. Um, and like, I just lost my wig and like, that was the start of everything. And then, you know, <clears throat> eight, 10 years later, I'm still, still at it, still going hard with it. So. So tell me about that, that first exploration that you went on. I want to know about that. Like the sanatorium, like, tell me a little bit more about that exploration, man. Uh, well, it was one of those kind of funny things that, um, going into this place and stuff, I had like, you know, an, an okay camera. It wasn't anything, uh, you know, high tech, like nowadays with all the Sony's and all this other stuff and just, uh, went in and I just remember like kind of how isolated you felt, but also when starting to take pictures and everything, I just wanted to kind of memorialize that, you know what I mean? And like really, um, capture what was like left behind and uh, just this, the feeling of that you get when you're in these buildings and stuff of like that life after people of what it would be like as, you know, if we all got wiped out or something like that. And I kept having that go through my head. And then uh, finally, it was just like, I don't know, probably in about an hour to two time that we were even in there, um, 
completely like lost my head. It was awesome. And I fell in love with it there. But then I think doing the research after that became like almost like a pivotal part in a lot of my explorations to the simple fact of finding out the history behind that place. And then looking at those pictures almost kind of resonated even more with me because this place has like one of the darkest paths, I think that actually um, in the upstate, like kind of New York area, uh, just in general, there's like so, so much uh, history up there. But that's one of the bad ones that's not a lot of people know about either. It's kind of stuck away. Um, and then just learning that, like I said, like that really kind of forced me through to like just wanting to do this more and more and more. It's crazy. You know, I've explored a couple of sanitariums around the country, like in West Virginia and in Georgia and California where I live. And it's so eerie to go in these places, especially after you know the history of them, because you're like, wow, like this crazy, horrible stuff happened. And it's mostly to like youth, like, you know, younger people that it happened to. And that's a major reason that all these places got shut down. And it's, it's just interesting to see that they're, they're still, they're still sitting there just decaying away. And they've, they've now become like, a. I almost equate it to like going into a museum, you know, you're going into the past a little bit. No, totally, totally. Without question. I mean, that's the one thing too. um, you know, with, with all the, the history that's behind there, you know, it, it's kind of, how should I say it? For the people that are like non-believers in ghosts and all that other stuff and paranormal activity, you put them in those situations. And especially with like the history behind it and stuff, there's so much, there's like a feeling that you get like within these buildings and stuff, whether, you know, some are almost just quiet and it's nice serene, but other ones are noisy and loud. And especially on the East Coast, I feel like you know, there's, there's so much more history with all that stuff from New York all the way down to Florida. I mean, like that whole section, especially West Virginia. I mean, what is the, uh, I can't remember what it's called. Is it the, uh, Allegheny, um, one, the, the big, big asylum. I can't remember what it was called, but yeah, like there's just a lot, a lot of stuff out there. Um, that's actually what I kind of miss about the East coast in general, really. The trans Allegheny lunatic asylum. That's what yeah. it is. I can never remember the name for the life of yeah. me, but yeah, West that's in, yep. West in West Virginia, yep. Yeah, no, and, and that's the thing too. It's like, you know, growing up in New York and stuff, we have so much stuff there. And, you know, it's like it's like a playground, you know what I mean? Like really, you know, but at the same time, it's you're treading water in between a lot of different um, kind of, I don't know how you would really call it, but you're in there sometimes with like, squatters and stuff and there's a lot of uh situations with other kids and graffiti and vandalism and stuff like that when like i've just tried to kind of lay my tracks very lightly you know what i mean go in take my pictures and get out you know what i mean no i'm with you my motto is leave no trace you know like take only photos and, and take nothing with you and you were talking about that feeling you get when you're in some of these places i like to call that the darkness because it's like yeah. uh, it's like you turn a corner and you see this darkness, but it's not just dark. It's like the darkest darkness you could ever imagine. You know, it's like going into another world. It's like going into a portal. No, absolutely. And I, I think that is something that I really enjoy. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I, it takes certain types of personalities, I think, personally, because I've brought, you know, some photographers that are getting into the game into some places and stuff, just, you know, the smaller spots so they can get used to it and stuff. And either you take to it or not, you Mm -hmm. know, because you really do have this isolated feeling. And I usually always try to um, do my exploring with at least a couple other people, at least one other person. But I mean, there are a lot of times where I've gone solo and like, that's where I really feel like the darkness, like you say, like, (laughs) that's when you really feel it, you know? 
Cause, cause you you don't have anybody to like protect you, you know. You don't have anybody to have your back in that situation if you're by yourself. That's it. Yeah. No, that's totally it. You know what I mean? Like I when I was living in, cause I've lived all around the United States and stuff, and have traveled a lot with music and all this other stuff. But I really do have to say that like when you're in some of these places, um, you know, I've I've had a good couple of stories that I'm sure most abandoned photographers have of that like, oh shit, I hear somebody, and then all of a sudden you have to hide and all this other stuff. It really kind of between that and then being in that darkness, like you said, it, it turns into a whole experience, you know, that you'll never forget really. Absolutely. So for photography, you, you had it at the beginning of your explorations. I've talked to a couple of photographers on here that, you know, started exploring first and then they got into photography. So quickly, uh, to just go on a side tangent, how did you get into photography? When did that come into play in your life? Uh, to be totally honest, like, I mean, it did happen a little bit younger. I was always like fascinated with taking pictures and stuff, you know, even if it was with a flip phone back in like the nineties yeah. and early two thousands, you know, uh, really. And it was just one of those kind of things that I really liked preserving memories. Mm. Um, I think that was like the, really the one thing that, uh, really intrigued me to it. And then, like I said, my one friend brought me on that trip and I got a camera like right before that. And, you know, and it was kind of turning into this thing of me not knowing what I really wanted to do with my photography at all. I think a lot of photographers go into that as well. It's this whole like, well, do I want to shoot nature or astrophotography or like, you know, abandonments or portraits and all this other stuff. And really like that was, you know, just always trying to kind of figure out what I wanted to do with it. But I knew I wanted to do something with it from like a younger age, you know? Yeah, I, I'm in the same boat. You know, I've always had a camera in my hand, whether it be a phone or a, uh, even like the ones with like the cassette, the cassette tapes, the whatever HDV, whatever tapes in them. I've always yeah, you know yeah, had yeah. a camera in my hand. So as far as uh, gear goes, do you have gear recommendations? And this could be like a pair of shoes that you like wearing, a backpack that you use, you know, a flashlight, like what kind of gear are you using when you go into these places? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I definitely like to kind of pad up a little bit, um, you know, doing a lot of the exploration stuff. I have to swear by this Vanguard backpack. Um, I don't know which model it is, but it's a pretty, pretty beefed up model. A lot of padding. Um, that's one thing, you know, getting through windows and all this other stuff, how you're gaining entrance and stuff, you know, you need something reliable. Um, and I swear by this backpack. Uh, but I mean, I shoot personally. I know like a lot of people are into the Canons and, uh, <clears throat> you know, the Sony's right now and stuff, but I've actually always shot Nikon. I've never strayed away from it. Um, personally, it's, I, I actually shoot with a crop sensor uh, camera, the Nikon D500 and uh, love the body and everything like that. But my go-to at least for a lot of urban exploring is uh, definitely the 10 by 20 Sigma um, wide angle. Yeah. I, lo I love that lens for having a crop sensor. It does wonders um, for sure. But I mean that uh, some really high lumen flashlights, <laughs> uh, that's always, that's always a good one, especially when you're going into the dark places and stuff. But yeah, pretty much like I, I pack, I try to tend to pack a little bit light when it comes to kind of that stuff. So yeah, I'm in the same boat. I, uh, I'm small. I'm a small person. I'm five foot three, weigh 102 pounds. Like I'm not oh, trying yeah, to carry yeah. a bunch of gear with me, especially when we're like <laughs> nah. climbing fences, jumping through windows, you know, going through the basement, that kind of shit. So I'm always, yeah. always, oh, no, absolutely. always asking other explorers, like what bag do you use? Like what shoes are you wearing? You know, like I love, I love hearing about the gear and, and the audience that listens to the show. They love that. They love the gear stuff, you know? So Thank you for sharing. Oh, oh, for sure. Yeah, no, nothing nothing too exciting over here, but... <laughs> I got you. 
And then, uh, so we are in a very interesting time right now. There is currently a global pandemic whenever this uh, podcast comes out. Um, Have you been exploring during quarantine? Have you gone out and gone into these isolating places where you're away from everybody else? Or are you kind of laying low right now? I have been on the move. yeah, to be to be totally honest, I've been taking full advantage of this time. Um, it's really, really like kind of confusing, I think, for a lot of people right now. And I, I always say it to my friends and everything, and other like explorers and stuff, and just people in general. But like, I feel like we're so far away from the truth of what we should be experiencing as human beings right now, just in general. Um, and I really needed to kind of clear my head, and that is like literally my go-to. Um, so yeah, I've been I've been traveling a lot. I just got back from a really really long road trip actually, and just like kind of trying to take advantage of the fact of people being inside, you know, not having to deal with all the stuff that can happen when you're trying to, you know, check out a spot to try to get in like, you know, and right now where I'm currently living in Colorado, um, a lot of it is isolated anyways, uh, due to the fact of ghost towns and all the stuff that's sitting up in the mountains and the Rockies. So I've been literally just constantly shooting. Um, it's really been the only thing that's really kind of keeping me sane currently this <laughs> this whole crazy time in the in the history of the world, you know. Yeah. And then um what what has been your favorite exploration if you could pick one out of all the ones you've been on? Uh tell me one or two of your favorite explorations. Oh god, that's such a tough question. <laughs> um but a good one, but a good one though. Uh I would have to say, honestly, um, some of the stuff that I have been uh, kind of filtered through um, throughout all the states that I've been to and everything, a couple stand out in Kentucky, actually, um, for like paranormal-wise stuff Mm. of like shooting with a couple um, other fellow photographers and just like hearing a bunch of stuff. Um, A bunch of photos came back really with weird things in them. I mean, that was definitely, I have like a handful of that stuff, but I would honestly give it back. I would throw it back to the old school days, honestly, is like those days at like Kings Park Psychiatric Center and like all these other places that have become so like, I mean, overrun for sure, without question. I mean, the the internet's here. There's going to be an oversaturation of everything, but still at the same time, like those were some of my big first ones that really kind of stuck out to me just to the fact when you're walking up to these buildings and you know, they're 18, 19 stories or so much history, all this stuff behind it. I probably have to go with probably one of the old school spots that I've, that I've hit along the, along the ways. Yeah. We've got a, uh, out in California, we have a 17 story abandoned hospital and it's probably my favorite exploration I've ever been on. I mean, like, come on, seven, you give me 17 floors to explore. Come on. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. It's like, yo, my legs are young, man. They'll work. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll sit here and run all the way up them, you know what I mean and especially like you know another one being like charity and stuff yeah. like out in New Orleans and stuff I mean there, there's a lot of ones that could definitely stick out for me for sure so that's that's a that's a toughie <laughs> and then uh what about your scariest exploration scariest experience you've had I, I gotta hear this all right scare scariest all right so I'm probably gonna have to go with uh this place I won't I won't give out the shout out for it for but sure. it's uh there's a place uh, in Georgia um, that definitely gave me a run for my money. Uh, I was in there alone. Um, I was on a road trip currently, or at the point in time, just you know, uh, scoping spots and everything like I usually do, just like hitting it hard, trying to find anything that has you know just kind of sitting around, wasting away. And I have like a love for you know the um, lunatic asylums and all that other stuff, just because of history. It just intrigues me so much. 
And I went to this specific one and I will never forget to, there was no graffiti in it. There was no nothing. I mean, literally you would take a footstep and the whole hallway down those corridors would just ring out with a footstep. And there was like, and yeah, there was like security rolling around the campus. It was, it was a crazy, crazy point in time. And uh, I'll never forget it. I was in there alone and I was going to the crematorium. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to get my shots. I'm going to get all this stuff set up. You know, I had a couple of ideas of what I really wanted to do in there. And I heard like scratching on the wall. And I ended up like kind of going into the corner just to kind of block off my back. Because if something's going to come in there, whether it be a squatter or just anybody, you know what I mean? I'd rather have my back getting covered. So I came, I went into the corner of this room and then I just kept hearing this scratching. And I don't know if it was something on a window. I don't know if it was something weird, crazy, paranormal. But I remember that kind of just freaking the shit out of me and like literally just like in this dark room in a crematorium where all these bodies were burnt up. The place has terrible history behind it. And I heard scratching on the door and I'll never forget that either. I, I, let's put it this way. I lightly jogged out of that spot (laughs) to regain my composure to try to figure it out and then went back in and then didn't have anything kind of going on from there. But yeah, that was definitely the one time I think that I would have to kind of call out that really, really gave my uh, blood pressure a good spike. Dang. And especially like we were saying in these uh, sanitariums, like these are crazy places with crazy history. And so being in that place by yourself, like, whoo, I can't imagine. Mm. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's one of those kind of things that like I've gotten used to doing it because like, I mean, some places where I've lived in the United States, it's kind of these pockets of urban exploration kind of photographers are almost slim to none. I mean, out here, I feel like it's like trying to pull teeth almost to find people that are actually in the community and have, whether if they're a newcomer or like, you know, an old school cat or anything like that, I'm always welcome to shoot with anybody. And out here, it's like, I've been rolling solo, but yeah, that was probably like, I've never had anything come close to that one for sure. Dang. And then as a history buff, as a guy that likes to look into the history of these places, do you have a place with your favorite history? Oh shit, man. You're, you're coming up with the good ones. (laughs) Um, I, I would, I would definitely have to say like, there's so many places in the Northeast, I think specifically that really, really hold a lot of weight just because of that. Um, history behind like the psych wars and all that kind of stuff. I mean, Kings Park, again, that that place has such a rough history. Um, There's actually uh, one place which I was actually really disappointed in, but just being within the walls, I guess, was pretty cool, uh, was um, Waverly Hills in in Louisville, Kentucky. it, it was it was really creepy to be in there and it was really just because of the simple fact of all the claims of like 50,000 people dying from tuberculosis wow. and like, the yeah, just the whole kind of thing. I mean, walking down a thing called the death chute because they used to have to like kind of shove, I think they had on an average for a couple of years, it was about like seven to uh, or like five to seven bodies were actually like dying within that place per hour for like years on end at, this, at the peak of uh, tuberculosis outbreak and everything. I mean, that one definitely, I think, out of their... I mean, you always see it, too, especially on, like, the sci-fi channels and all that stuff. They always have the ghost hunters in there and everything, like, on Halloween and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, I mean, out out of those ones, yeah, for sure, that kind of stuff. I know that there was actually a really good one in uh, Boise, too, that's actually open to the public that's really cool just to even go to explore. Um, 
if, if somebody's actually listening to this and, you know, doesn't want to hop through a window or anything like that, that's got some like really, really cool history behind it too as well. Yeah. And uh, another place like that, that you can actually go visit. I mean, there's several around the country, but if you guys are in uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, uh, or sorry, not Pittsburgh, Philly in Philly, there is the abandoned Eastern state penitentiary, which is in the middle of downtown. Oh, yeah. And you can go explore that. You just buy a ticket, go right in and they'll give you a guided tour and they've kept it in, pretty uh, pristine abandoned condition and it's very very cool I love that place it's one of my favorites that I've gotten to explore I mean getting to walk around an old prison like that is very cool and you could say the same about like Alcatraz even though that's more of a tourist spot but um, yeah the, the places that you know let you go in like I think that's super cool as well and it, it kind of gives us uh, it gives those that like you said don't want to jump through a window the opportunity to kind of step into our world a little bit yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't say it better myself. I mean, it's good. And Eastern State Penitentiary too is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. If you know, in the bleakest manner, you know right, what I mean. Right. Um, it's it's absolutely like amazing there too. And and it really does like it gives people you know the the feeling of exploring these places. Like, yeah, it's guided and stuff, but at least they're learning about the history. And you know, I know that there's a lot of backlash within the community too with like some of those spots sure. and stuff because you know they're they're oversaturated. But I still think that even for the people that aren't you know, having some big DSLR in their bag or something like that. And they just want to like go and have a great time. Like places like that are awesome. They, they really are. Absolutely. And then uh, for you, do you have any goal places that you haven't been that you want to go to? Oh man, I would have to honestly say probably a lot of stuff overseas. Yeah. Um, I've done a lot of traveling with like music and stuff. And like, that's allowed me to honestly put me on the front doorstep of like really, really good places to like shoot and stuff. So I've been like very, very like kind of humbled by that experience as well because i know a lot of people plan these trips and like it turns into this like whole thing but like touring has really like helped me out a lot with that stuff Mm -hmm. but it's kind of hard almost to it's it's kind of it's it's a little bit of a pros and cons because you can see all this stuff but you only have a limited time before check-in and load-in and all this kind of stuff but yeah i would say like a lot of stuff like really overseas man that that overseas is just a whole nother beast because again about the history it goes way further back than the States. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, definitely anywhere over there, really. Cool. And then uh, if you could live in one place you've explored for one week, which place would it be? Shit. You know what? I'm going to go with the Oerbacher Mansion. The reason why I'm going to give that is because this place used to be in Louisville, Kentucky. There's probably a couple of photographers and stuff, um, if they're listening in on this and stuff, that will know what I'm talking about. Uh, I know that it went viral on Facebook. Um, because it was the mansion that was bought for a dollar. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That place I got to explore actually before they, uh, renovated it out. Now I think, I, bl- I believe it's actually apartment complexes now. Um, so they like repurposed the building, but that was absolutely like such a beautiful mansion, like home, just right in the heart of Louisville, Kentucky. And I wish I had that dollar bid because <laughs> yeah, right. I'd be living in it right now. Oh, dang. That would be crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, for sure. And then uh, my last question for you is what is something you know now that you wish you knew when you started? Honestly, um, I think what a lot would have to be with a little bit more like knowledge just about going into a lot of these spots. I know that I got myself into some situations um, one stands out, especially in Albany, New York. Uh, I got myself in a pretty, pretty hairy situation, but I think like just more knowledge of, um, you know, how these things can go if they do turn bad. And especially like 
camera gear and all that stuff with like settings and everything like that. I can't tell you how many like places I've been to that I had shittier gear, like something like that, where like, I wish I could go back and just like really do it justice for what I was trying to shoot. Um, but really I would just say like an overall wisdom of being in those places. I really wish I had more of when I was younger for sure. Yeah. And then if anybody wants to follow you, find your work or, uh, get a hold of you, how can they do that? Uh, mainly just all through Instagram right now. I, I had a, uh, what's called a, um, like a website and stuff like that, but I just took that down actually like as of like last year, I believe. So pretty much all on, uh, Instagram at exit underscore hands, um, can contact me through there, even Facebook, um, you know, any, any kind of medium like that email and stuff like that. But otherwise my main go-to is definitely Instagram still. All right, guys, that was my podcast with Exit Hands. If you want to check out his work, I have put all of his links down in the description for your convenience. If you did like this podcast, please leave a rating and some feedback. And if you do that, I will send you a signed photo print. All you got to do is take a screenshot of your feedback and send it to me at no.tracers on Instagram. I'll get it to you there. And if you're not following me on TikTok at no tracers, you're missing out on some really cool content. So come on over to TikTok and hit me up and let's go, let's go explore guys. Let's go explore it in this next year and, and hit a bunch of spots. I'm super excited about this. I'm excited to be connecting with so many explorers. If you want to be on the podcast, hit me up at contact at notracers.com. If you want a copy of my book, you can head to notracers.com slash shop, or you can read the blog over at notracers.com. All right, guys, I will talk to you next week on the No Tracers podcast with another guest. I'm super excited about it and I can't wait to share this next guest with you. All right, guys, stay strong, keep enduring, and remember, leave no trace.